Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Netflix Book Club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Stephen McDonald. And we're sitting here today in the kitchen. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You're doing okay? Yeah. Yeah? How's your dog? My dog is great. Your dog is She great. had an ear infection. Gross. I had to take her to the... Was it from listening to you all day? I had to take Got her him. to the vet, probably. Starting off hot. That's, <laughs> that's not wrong. Wait, so I was leading you into this uh, parasite thing. It all. She also has an ear infection? Well, no, the parasite thing should be done. Mm-hmm. She had Giardia. Okay. And that was like... Bless you. That was a cut. We, we finished the medication for that a couple weeks ago. And it should be gone. Yeah. We have to do a test on her again in like a month or a couple more weeks. Just to, to be safe. To be safe. But in the meantime, she got every like, it seems like every like six or eight months, she gets a little um, infection in her ear. And it's not that bad. It like needs to be cleaned out. Okay. They, they squirt some stuff in there and yeah. we're done. My my vet was literally like, when I brought her in, was like, this isn't bad. Like, I'm surprised this bothered her enough for you to notice. So you got some whiner. No, she just um, the thing I lied. The thing I lied to my vet about was that we had noticed like four days before, because I didn't want her to think I was a bad owner. When in fact, you piece of shit. Why would you say that on the podcast? (laughs) We had noticed. Well, no, we had noticed that something was wrong with her ear like a week and a half ago, Uh and we started cleaning it, but it wasn't getting better. Yeah, but I didn't want my vet to know, so I lied. Well. I'm sure we're going to hear about the mistreatment of pets and the abuse of animals so in the, the household. So if if the uh, veterinarian from uh, from Glendale <laughs> Veterinary Big Clinic, movie fan. Big uh, fan. If, if she's listening, sorry, I lied to you. Okay. But okay. Uh, it would be amazing well. if I came in next week and she was like... <laughs> she's like, listen, I listened to the like podcast. First of all, that movie was fucking great. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, let's get right into the movie because I want to talk about this. I, yeah. Uh, all right. So we're uh, we're guestless again this weekend. Yeah. Um, I threw you out a few picks. I forget what all of them were, but then I, I like I threw you three of them, and then I saw this one, and mm-hmm. just from reading the little line, I was like, oh, it's interesting enough. I threw that out at you, hoping hail mary that it would be the one you picked, and you picked it. Yeah. What'd you pick, Stephen? Uh, I picked uh, the first summoning. Or it's first summoning. First summoning. It's not the first summoning. Formerly, it's first summoning. the movie formerly known as the Millbrook summoning, which we'll is get to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could figure it out why they changed it. But uh, yeah, they. I had seen. I watched like twenty minutes of this movie. Oh really? Before. Okay. The I was first looking 20? for yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I turned it off, and then you. Uh, it was in your selection of things. I looked at the other movies. Was it purely was a time like, a time management decision? No, it wasn't. It was just I looked at the other things, and then I was like, "No, let's do that one." Let's see how that shit turned. I out. already know how I feel about it. Wow, strong feelings. And uh, and then I watched the rest of it, and uh, didn't change your opinion. Huh? Did not change my opinion. Okay, that's interesting because I texted you yesterday that I was just sitting down to start watching it, and um, you texted me back. You said, "Me too." amazing production value and i honestly sat there and i looked at my new brand new 65 inch samsung tv Uh and i went i can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not 
I was being sarcastic. You were being sarcastic? I was being incredibly sarcastic. Okay, because I wasn't sure because, in my opinion, the quality of camera used on this film must have been incredible. I don't know if it's the new TV that I'm watching it on, but No, it they were using so a... Good. I know exactly what Is camera. Is it the red? <clears throat> no. Because that's what... I feel like, wasn't that the camera for a little while? No, they were, like using a, they were using a, uh, a Canon C300. Okay. That was both of the cameras because they show the camera in the thing when they point cameras so at each other. that was a real other. shot like in a mirror. N- no, that was... Well, the, uh, there's parts where they're what? sitting across from each other, but there is a part where like they look into the mirror. Yeah, and they, they look into a mirror the and they see the camera and stuff like that. Okay. But that camera, like that's what I used to use advice. Oh, okay. Before they, swi- they switched over to is, Sony. Like, that's a couple years older. Um, How much is it? Yeah. I don't know. Like the the body of the camera is probably like 10 grand, 10, Jesus 15 grand. Okay. And then the, then the lenses that go on it are more. Yeah. Because right. it uses like cinema lenses, like you can get cinema lenses for it and stuff like that. Like people make this was like that camera was like the standard, um, like broad, pretty broadcast standard camera for, um, for documentaries and stuff like that for a number of years. Now it's this is a couple of years old. So this movie, yeah. Oh, well, I guess yeah, it was made probably. People a still years ago. people people definitely still use that sure. camera. It's still a perfectly fine, solid okay. camera. But there there's a where the camera they were using is a couple generations old. So uh, I'll just say this real quick to get it out of the way. This uh-huh. is directed by Raymond Wood, who is uh, very accessible. Guys, he's only made a couple things. Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm rooting for this movie. If you can't tell, I have enthusiasm for it, and Steve's ready to shit all over this film. Uh, uh-huh. Listen. I'll, here's my plug for the show. Follow Raymond Wood on Instagram. Raisin, spelled R-A-Y-Z-N, Raisin1123. Dude's only got less than 900 followers. He's got a movie on Netflix, less than 900 followers. Yep. What a crazy business the film industry is, huh? Um, yeah. He's got a hot new movie on Netflix that's tearing up the charts. I liked it. it? Stream this movie. I say stream this movie, Stephen. Um, I, I am going to... Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you just what say was the guy's name? Raymond Wood. Raymond. Raymond. Uh, Ray. Ray, baby. This is like... Ray, if you're listening, um, I love you, and you are... I'm proud of you for making a movie. That's what I mean. You know who this guy is in a way, right? I know, you know exactly who this, who this guy is. I I, uh, I believe in you, and I want you to make more stuff. He's done a short. I think this is his second think, feature. Last yeah, thing he was like, working on was a WebMD spot, don't to give get you me an wrong. idea. Don't get me wrong. Like, fucking go for it. Do it. Make movies. I'm, I'm 100% behind him. I didn't like this one. <laughs> I didn't. It's okay. Well, you well to start, it's you were okay. already... Behind when you're behind the eight ball, is that a good or a bad thing? I'm not good with uh, these sayings. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you put me on the spot, and I can't remember. I think it means it's a bad thing because then you'd scratch. Unless you're on the eight ball, then it would be good. Yeah. But then again, if you're on the eight ball, where can you not be behind the eight ball? All right. So you're already on the eight behind the eight ball though, because you're not big on horror movies, self-admittedly, not huge on. I, I, um, I'm. This is the thing. I'm growing an affinity oh, for horror movies. The last year. I have been watching more and more horror movies. Okay. Um, as we mentioned on The Perfection, I started watching uh, Get Out was my entry, hmm. where I, l- I had kind of like written off horror, and I was always kind of annoyed whenever I saw a movie, especially if it was like a sci-fi movie that turned into a horror movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, don't yeah. Re- I don't know if you ever saw Sunshine. 
No. Or Event Horizon, where no, it's like... but I know the trick you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, we're on a spaceship, and then they end up at another spaceship, and everyone on that spaceship has gone crazy. Yeah. Uh, that bothered me, or, okay. like, those always bothered me, because I was like, ah, I don't want to watch a Did horror movie. Did that happen to like Passengers? Um, I didn't see that. What's-his-name and what's-her-face? Um, I, I didn't, didn't see, see that either. movie. Yeah, me neither. Right. But, um, but I've been... My, my affinity for horror movies has grown. Okay. And there are... There are a number of directors, um, and just like there's a there's a bunch of different movies that I've watched recently that are like where I'm like this is amazing, right? Like just as a filmmaker, I'm like I can't believe I was count I was discounting like this entire genre to be to not watch this movie. Well, there's a lot of dog shit in that genre. That's you know the what I thing. Mean? There's so much. There's always one or two horror movies at the cinema, and. You know, only I always say you get one or two, maybe three pops a year. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, that one you do, you got to see that one. Yeah. You know I mean? And um, and there's a bunch of them that I haven't seen, but like the the real thing was that like um, many months ago I saw uh, the Conjuring. Okay. The Conjuring is amazing. People That's keep a, telling me that. I you think should I watch saw, it. I think I saw it in theaters, Just, and I was like, it's all right. It's. I think it's a masterpiece of a film. Re a masterpiece? Well, no, no, just in just pacing. Yeah, ha- the devices they use, time period. It's just like the way that James Wan put together that movie is brilliant. I'm gonna go back and rewatch um, it. The or Conjuring Two, just as good. Um, okay. So, you, but but like I watched Get Out, I watched Us, I watched stuff like that, and then I've been kind of like like recently, it's like I watched Train to Busan. That movie is brilliant. Um, I've just, I've been watching more horror stuff yeah. and getting into it more. And the only thing that sucks is, is that you're slogging through a lot of stuff that's not very good. Yeah. Sometimes. And that's really hard for me. See with this movie though, I feel uh-huh. like I slog through stuff and this is one of those. And listen, I'll admit I am in the minority because I've looked up the reviews for this movie and I, yeah, pretty much all across the board, people are not too happy with it. I was pretty happy with this movie, man. I, I liked it. I there's a couple technical problems that okay. I had with the movie. We'll get into it after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple technical problems that I had with the movie. A couple story problems that I had with the movie, and um, yeah. But I think that it's time that I need to ask you a question, which is, Dennis, what's the worst way to describe this movie? What's, what's the, the worst way to describe this movie? Oh yeah. I'd say uh, the worst way I would describe this movie is the people who made the Blair Witch are all grown up. They had ba- like they had babies. Those babies are all grown up now. Uh-huh. They get to inherit a bunch of much better film equipment. <laughs> Some uncle dies who owns a warehouse, and he's like, "Yeah, you can go shoot in that place. You won't even have to do any dress setting." And uh, basically. Fucking Elijah Wood and a crew of filmmakers go and <laughs> they call upon the devil and then they're surprised when he kind of shows up. And uh, there's some freaky weird shit. Um, I did not prepare a oh, worse way oh, to Did you think that movie? was prepared, Stephen? <laughs> I'm trying to think of one right now. The only preparation um, I did for that was writing down Elijah Wood because I can't remember names for shit. Nice. Uh, my worst way to describe this movie would be... Um,
my God. That's got to be the record. Oh That's got to be the record for the oh longest time. People just paused and it's, they were like, Fucking what happened? Dead. People just took their phone out of their pocket and looked at it like, what the fuck happened? I'm, I'm going to cut it out. I'm gonna cut it out. <laughs> um, my worst way to describe this movie is... I want everyone to know that Steven has a background in improv right now. <laughs> my worst way to describe this... <laughs> Hold on, let me ask you. I'm going to buy you some time. Stephen, Stephen McDonald of Netflix Book Club. Yes. What's one way of the worst ways, of the many ways, that you could describe the movie First Summoning? Um, my worst way to describe this movie would be there's a moment in the movie right at the end when Mulder and Scully didn't show up. <laughs> I like the idea of this is just like, you know how the X-Files is yeah. kind of literally like a file? I imagine it's yeah. a, a like file cabinet somewhere. That's what this feels like is. Not everything is makes it to the file cabinet. Like, had, had if at the end of this movie, the VHS, like it came up with that like paused VHS screen. No, no, but like, you know when you used to pause a VHS and it had like, it had like. Uh, the like white fuzzy line The white thing? fuzzy line thing. Uh-huh. If it had done that and then it had pulled out from a TV and panned over to Scully and Mulder to, to, to Scully and Mulder and Scully looks at Mulder and goes I don't think it's real I don't think it's real what and do then you think? David Duchovny goes goes I don't know maybe we should check it out let's go <laughs> and then the movie ended I would believe that this was like a phoned in X-Files episode <laughs> that the writers were like what if we just did this that would be a jump out of the chair moment if they did that that would be so funny it would, be so, very, it would be so good the closest thing I can think of it being is um, at the end of uh, oh, what the fuck was it? The semi-sequel to Unbreakable, the multiple personality guy. Split. Split. When, yeah. At the end of Split, when you, we see Bruce Willis, me and my buddy saw it in theaters, Canal, old friend of the podcast, and we both started like whooping in the theater like, oh, oh God, oh, it's connected. I can't believe, oh my God. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was a big deal for us. But uh, ultimately though, because I know that you can have problems with something and still say it's worth a suggestion. Would you uh, tell somebody to stream this movie? Um, no, Ooh, I wouldn't. Hurts. Raymond I wouldn't. wouldn't. I, I got you, buddy. I got I you with the stream. This. I will say this, Raymond, if you're listening, it makes it harder, um, right? When you, <laughs> when you well, say because he might be. He's like a 32 year old. He's, he's regular. Made a couple. Dude, m- yeah, he's just some guy. This isn't like, an Adam wanna, Sandler movie we're talking I about. I, I don't want to shit on his movie too terribly. Especially, you know, we'll post it, tag him, and he'll probably yeah, see he'll it. He'll probably see it, and like, so he I, might listen like, to this. Like, like I said, like Raymond, I got a lot of love for you. Keep making movies. Keep getting out there and doing stuff, telling stories. I, I have all the respect in the world for, for going out there and getting it done. Um, it's a real hard thing to do. I've made movies before. It's very difficult. Um, with that said, I didn't like it. I, okay. I just didn't like it. We'll and get, we'll get back I think to that it. if you're if you're a horror person, if you're like a heavy horror person where yeah. you watch everything, watch this movie. Definitely. Yeah, watch this movie. If that's your genre, but, sure. But if somebody was coming to me and they were going, hey, what's on Netflix that I should watch? Not picking this. I'm, I'm telling people tell about this else. movie. I'm telling people about this movie. Next green room I'm in. I'm going to say, hey, have you guys I seen First Summoning? And they're going to go, the First Summoning? You're going, no, First Summoning. First Summoning. I got problems with the name. All right, let's hit the break. Okay. Uh, sir, excuse me. Uh, we're in town asking people around about the uh, Millbrook factory. What could you tell us about the history of the warehouse? It's kind of a, an eerie place to be at in the dark. There's an old legend that 
if you go inside the facility at midnight, perform a certain ritual, and ask for whatever you want, as long as you're willing to pay the price. And we're back. All right, so listen, this movie was originally called The Millbrook Summoning, and uh, off of very little research, yeah, I found someone pointing out, yeah, they changed it to First Summoning, not even The First Summoning, and not the word first, but the number yeah. one First Summoning, because the type of video on demand services that this will show up on, if they do it in alphabetical order, this will be like probably one of the top things, you know what I mean? And oh. so it's not a bad idea. It's like the old phone book trick no, where it's like aardvark plumbing. <laughs> no, that's a solid idea. It's a solid idea. I've thought about that with, the, I've legitimately thought about that with especially Hulu mm-hmm. because when you go like Hulu has a weird interface to a certain extent yeah. when you're looking at like certain movies where it'll give you your popular ones and then it'll give you like these different things. And, and it's then not necessarily it, an alphabetical order. And it's not an alphabetical order. And then you get to A to Z. And when you get to A to Z, all the numbered ones are at the top. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. No, it, it, it does make sense. But it, for my sake, I go, even having watched the film now and knowing at the end that um, Mark, the filmmaker, the documentarian, yeah. is either has either been along with this the whole time or is yeah. now kind of summoned. What the fuck's going on? Why is it the first summoning? Is it the first time these kids are summoning this thing? It's obviously not the first time this has happened because those hooded figures show up and those kids did die in the stocks. So like, yeah. why first summoning? If you know, like, I imagine that uh, Raymond would, someone maybe made the comment or he figured out, be like, you know, you might get a ample more watches if you change it to something like first summoning, or if you can incorporate the letter A or the number one. Yeah. But so then is he then like trying to justify it with the story that he's already been working with, where it's like, well, it's somebody's first summoning. It's some sort of, I don't know. I a hundred percent think that he. He had no problem it's, with it. He was just like, absolutely, change it. No, no, I mean, I, I get exactly where he's coming from. I understand exactly the reasoning behind it. Simultaneously, I think that, like, I think he just went first. He just what? He just went first. First summoning. I guess. Why? It's their first summoning. Well, the Millbrook summoning, Millbrook is obviously the name of the factory and stuff. It's, yeah. That would, you know, but that also, that name I doesn't like exactly Millbrook. pop either. It doesn't pop, but at the same time, like... It would have been fine. would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, The Conjuring isn't <coughs> great, you know. The, uh, what's in a name? Uh, I'll tell you what's in a name. Pastor Youngblood. How about Pastor Youngblood in this film, Stephen? Did you have problems with his acting or were you okay with it? Because it was way over the top. It was way over the top. I had a problem with just the, the like, that the, the, he certainly made a choice. <laughs> Like, as an actor. You can't say that he's wishy-washy. He, he certainly made a choice. He made a choice. I, I think, think it worked for the character. I think... This is this is my problem with it is, is that I don't think that people are that... I felt that his performance was very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that even people that are crazy like that, like yeah. real people that are crazy like that, I don't even think those people are that one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, voice-wise. Right. And no, talking-wise. You have to and be self-aware to be that sort of uh, awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't, um, you can't get there naturally. That's It wasn't naturalistic as a performance, and that took me out of what whatever, whatever was going on simply because it wasn't solid... It, it just didn't. I was I was brought in by it. I'll be honest with you, and I, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And I think one of the one of the best scares through the whole film, definitely the first big scare, is he goes out of the room. They all peek around the corner like the fucking Scooby Doo mystery gang. Yeah. Uh, 
and then he just kind of appears. I guess he got around them somehow, and he's like, "I'm ready to begin again." Uh, it matched him. I think yeah. it matched his character, and they were all laughing at like the fact that the film crew felt the same way I did made it okay for me. Yeah, where it was like these guys also agree that this is ridiculous and over the top. What the fuck's up with this dude? Um, but then it becomes jarring. Yeah, I was okay with it. Um, I just didn't. It didn't draw me in. It took me out. No, it took me out. Okay, you mostly you had- because I saw the per- I saw the guy uh-huh. and he's talking, and I'm like, this isn't a real guy. It just didn't feel like a real guy, and the it felt a little B movie ish. You know, you know felt what? Like, you, know. you know what? Okay, this is the technical problem that I had. Yeah. Okay, and I think I know what happened, but I don't care. <laughs> it's just uh, the clicking. Clicking. The clicking. There was clicking in the movie. Okay. There's a sound that gets made, and I know this sound because mm-hmm. from when I was in from sixth grade on. Yeah. Okay. I got a camera when I was in sixth or seventh grade, or sixth or seventh, I can't remember. I got my first DV camera. And there's a thing that happens when you're holding a camera by hand that is the body of the camera flexes as you're moving it under the weight of the camera, mm-hmm. like against your hand. Just the plastic. Cl- like it's the plastic just, just deforming a little bit. And because mm-hmm. the microphone is built into that, you get this little click. You get these little like... that's just the body of the camera mm-hmm. and like your hand moving a little bit on the doing stuff, yeah. like whether you're focusing or whatever. Most documentaries don't hold the camera. You get a shoulder rig, right? You get some kind of rig so that your hand is not in the little slot where the camera is. The camera body is away from you a little bit because it reduces that. It's also completely static. It's sedentary. And it's, well, it's more static. You can still move it around. It's still handheld, right? But, it's more static in what's going on. This movie didn't have that. This movie, they're holding on to the camera, and that noise permeates the whole movie. I can't believe I didn't notice this at it, all. I, when we're done, I'll replay something for you. It permeates the whole fucking movie. And I couldn't stand it. That's See, that's also like the... I'm sometimes more able to enjoy a movie because I don't have a film background. Where like I could just be a dummy sitting there and be like, "Wow, handheld cameras! Like this is so cool." But some people watch a ninety-minute handheld camera film and they're like, "After twenty minutes, it's like fucking. I have a headache from watching this. You know what I mean? From so much shaking and all that." Um, I didn't. This is the thing: is that though it though the shaking and everything like that bothered me at a certain point. Mm -hmm. I had a little bit of annoyance with like, especially towards the end when they're really just running away. I had a bunch of problems with that. Yeah, Mostly, that went on a little. little it too went long. on a little bit too long, and simultaneously, there was a moment in the entire thing where I was like, "I was like, I know you need to see stuff mm-hmm. to be a movie, but no one would behave this way, though. No one would behave this way. At one point, turn the light off. Turn you the would light turn off. the light off forever. At one point, she uh, Leslie is like trying to run out of the facility, and I she makes it like out to the woods finally, and there's a shot where. It looks like she just runs right up to a hooded figure and like points the camera in his face yeah. and shakes it and is like, ah! And then she turns 90 degrees to the right and shoves the camera in another guy's face and goes, ah! And then she does it a third time. And I'm like, yo, run away. What the yeah, fuck are no, you doing? I, 
I under well no, and that's the thing. She's like, I still gotta get the footage. I understand so many moments that they were having and things that they were doing and times that they turned the light on or off or like different things like that. But I just there were certain things where I was like, I just don't feel like you would act this way. It's like you would find you would turn off the light, find a quiet. I also though it made sense at the end that Mark was involved and had set up GoPros inside the warehouse. There were there were third position cameras. That were not either of them holding the camera. Yes. There were hallways and stuff yes. like that. And while the movie's happening, you're going, oh, what's this camera? We've only been seeing the documentary camera, and now we've got a hallway something camera for no reason. Well, the, are you saying, well, they they show them setting them up earlier in the film. Do they? They do. I missed yeah. it. No, you tapped out. I tapped point. out. Yeah, yeah. I tapped point. out at a certain it's, point. Well, there was, honestly, when they get to the facility, I was almost bummed out. Where I'm I was sorry, like, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ray. I still, I fucking liked it. I'm going to tell people about it. Don't worry, man. Uh, expect a DM from me. Even in, you're like, I'm not going to listen. I'm like, you should listen. Um, no, they, they get to the facility and I'm like, fuck, it's still sunlight out. Like, we got to watch them do a bunch of shit, wait until midnight. Yeah. Um, all right, so I understand as a filmmaker, you have some small production notes, <laughs> like clicks on the camera and stuff. That's fine. Well, as no, a story I think, man as I think well. what happened with the clicks on the camera mm-hmm. is what it felt like to me was, was that they had some of that. There was some of that happening. And then in post, they added more in. As like uh, the audio is not quite working right oh, because yeah. of these clicks. So then it was like every time we move the camera, we got to have this kind of a sound. Getting static. And then it was too and... fucking much. Mm. It was just, it just annoyed the shit out of me as it was happening. Yeah. But <clears throat> let's get to story. Yeah. Because story, I think, um, I've got some issues. Like, like the technical I know some, side I know of things, something about you're the trying story. to make a found footage thing, you're trying to make a thing. I get it. I know something about the story that I'm almost positive you don't know. I'm sure you do. And <laughs> you did you did you did any amount of googling on this i did none um i get more interested when i can't find anything about the movie yeah and then i'm like someone had to have written fucking something about like what what's going on am i the only one who watched this movie uh and no there are people out there raymond who have watched this film and written about it but and i don't know where they got this from uh but it's out there on the internet uh there was supposed to be leslie originally was going to be pregnant with okay. uh, Ryan's baby or Mark's, I don't know. Probably Ryan's. Somebody's. Somebody's baby, and because uh, there's a weird intertwined yeah, yeah, yeah. sex story. There's something going on, and uh, they decided though ultimately that at the end, chopping off a pregnant woman's head would be too much. And I, let me just say, would have made the film for me. I would have been so much more like that. Would have been better. That last scene was fantastic. I mean, I don't know how you felt about it, but I was actually pretty happy with how it ended like that. It was succinct. It was a cool shot. It was spooky. It was creepy. And good acting on the three people in the stocks, especially after the second person uh-huh. gets axed. She lets out this great cry of just like, just I, like exhausted over it. Like she knows there's no shot. So if I knew she had a baby at the time too, I would have been like, wow. This is I would have, I uh, I would have, it would have been a little bit better if she had a baby. I agree. Um, I didn't love the final shot. Really? It didn't. Um, uh, what I don't get about the final shot is, is he possessed or is he a filmmaker? Because <laughs> he still like puts the, the camera on the thing. There's things like that that's like. And it's he does like, the thing too where he squats down in his own shot to be like, what's up everybody? Yeah, he like squats down and. I think my problem with it was was that by the time that happened, um, 
I knew he was in on it. Yeah. I just, like, when they're running around and he's just gone. He's still MIA. He's yeah. still MIA. He's still not around. He's still not part of this entire thing. Um, And he's just not there forever. I was like, I just put it together. Right. Where I was like, oh, he's involved. He must be, yeah. He was part of this. Was he part of it, though, or did he get summoned or possessed after the ritual? I don't know. You know what my problem was? Was that, and I think it would have. I think it would have made it a much stronger movie. Mm. Is um, the one thing that I would have liked is if they had a scene when they were after the after they talked to the priest or the preacher, um, Pastor Youngblood. Pastor Youngblood. <laughs> uh, I would have liked a scene somewhere, even if it was towards the beginning, where it was like when they explained the thing where it was. You can get whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay the price. Yeah. I wish that they had had a small exchange as to what they wanted. What they all want. Yeah. That was one thing that I left, felt because w- was left unturned. I Two things, actually. Well, because unturned. it would have been a fun little scene. They could have done it in the RV on the way mm-hmm. where they could have just, when they're pointing the cameras at each other, they could have been talking about it. Sure. And they easily could have, like, to me, it was, it's an easy, it's a small little note. But the thing is, is that had he said in that, I want to be a famous filmmaker... Yeah. Had he said in that, I want to be as successful as a filmmaker, it would have given so much more gravity to the end. Yeah. Where it was. He and wants, reasoning why. And reasoning like, why. He's doing it. He wants to be a filmmaker so bad that he will kill his friends. Yeah. He will kill a woman that he's had a relationship with. He will kill the people that are helping him make the movie to, to be rich and famous movie maker. Yeah. That would have, I think that would have actually turned my opinion of the ending a lot right because part of my opinion of the ending was that it was like wait a minute if you read this thing and you want a thing and you you get what you want if you're willing to pay the price what the hell is what was the thing you wanted what was the thing you wanted because Um, we don't know yeah at this point what it feels like is is because of for two of the three people it feels like revenge it doesn't feel like he's asking for a specific goal it feels like this guy fucked my girlfriend and this guy and this my, girl fucked my best friend. Yeah. And I want to kill these two. This guy's just along for the ride. And that was part of my problem with the ending is, is that it felt <laughs> this guy's like, just along for the ride. I could just, just see Ace reacting to that. Like, bro, what? Yeah. Like, bro, what? <laughs> bro, does this mean we're not getting paid? Does this mean we're not getting paid? I grew this goatee for nothing. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he, you, you think uh, the actor was genuinely in a boot or they just wrote that in? For like, he could move for a guy in a boot, man. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I wonder whether I wonder whether what happened with that was was that the actor broke his ankle. That's what I mean. Like, was it real? And they were just like, "Well, we need to shoot, and you're the guy who we want." I, in this. you know what? I wouldn't be surprised is is I wouldn't be surprised if for some of the movie he needed to be in an ankle boot. And they were like for continuity. And they were like for continuity, we gotta keep it. Yeah. Because he was moving a little bit too much. Moving a lot. He's moving a lot for and nothing happened to the ankle. Yeah. There were a few things the movie did where Had it had there been a moment once again, had it been foreshadowing where it was I've got a fucked up ankle and then later, like, I'm running away from these people and one of them hits the ankle. Yeah. And now I can't get away. Right. Would have been better. What's the classic rule? Do you remember the name of it in film? We've talked about it before, where if you see a rifle above the fireplace Oh, it's um 
whatever. You know the rule I'm talking about. No, I know exactly. What I feel like about. it got broken a couple times not, in the movie um, with that, where it's like, what do you want from the ritual? That never really came full circle. Um, the boot, the guy in the boot, Ace in the boot, and very, you're going to look it up right now. And even more specifically, and on brand, is the gun in the pastor Youngblood's office. We make a point of seeing a gun in a case, and then when Ace sneaks back in for the footage, he notices it's gone. But we never even see Pastor Youngblood brandish a gun or the woman brandish a gun. That Chekhov's lady. gun. Chekhov's gun. I knew that, Anton Chekhov. I, I just, I, I lost the name Chekhov. Yeah. So we see Anton Chekhov's gun in this film and it never comes back around. Even if, like, what if, like, Leslie had the gun at the end or something? Where, like, someone just pocketed the, or Ace, he would be more likely, I think, the type of character to take something off somebody's wall. I don't know. I mean, I still think what what made me like this movie enough where this stuff doesn't bother me is well, and um, I, sorry, the I think it would have been more I also think it would have been more impactful though, more difficult probably to shoot and more difficult to yeah. accomplish is if they had literally used a gun for the last 3 kills. You got to have the axe though. No, 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 but the axe, I know the axe was in the story. Mm-hmm. But it would have been an updated version of that story. Yeah. And my thing is, is that imagine those screams where what you're left with is, is that he walks up to each one of them and shoots them in the head. So what you're getting is, is you're seeing this shot of the stocks and then it's a huge bang. And then they're screaming more and more and more. And then it's a huge bang. And then more and more and more. And then a huge bang in fucking silence. I like the I sound think that of the, I would have liked that. More. I like the sound of the hacks going into the head. I get you and stuff. That's just more my style personally. Um. <laughs> so that's how you kill people when you do satanistic. If I was, Satan first of all, there is no room for rituals. firearms in satanic rituals, and I think that everyone involved with the satans. Why is that? It just doesn't feel right. Eyes wide guns shut. And every, a, it was all. It guns was all are, a, that, right? are, a, are an instrument of God. Guns are a instrument, an instrument of, of the devil. Like the second half of the twentieth century. Is that why? No, that's not right. Is oh, that why <laughs> the devil lost? Because because he, because he had swords. He brought a sword to a gunfight. What did he do with that drone? What does the devil need a drone for? Also, was there anything actually supernatural going on in this film? I think that's a valid question. Or is it literally just cultist shit? I think it's just cultist shit. Just cultist shit, right? We never see... The devil was, never got summoned. Those people just showed up, though. I was legitimately I was legitimately hoping that we were going to see a devil. I think that would have ruined it for me. It would have taken me out of it. I would have had... I wish that right at the end, just just right at the end, the last moment I can of maybe the movie... I can maybe do if the, that. If Eyes a, in if the background or something. If a big fucking devil... Or a big leg just appears in if, frame. Yeah, if something happened where it was like... A centaur hoof? Yeah, anything. Where it was the devil just showed up, he did the thing, devil's yeah. here, I would have liked it more. You just see the devil show up and he's like, all right, what do you guys want? Rules of rules. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's three. That's only one though. That's I don't know if you think you're getting three wishes. It's one wish, <laughs> once per year. What if it was like? What if the guy? What if Mark took off the mask and was like Capri Sun? Capri Sun for the rest of my life. I would like. No, no, not the rest of his life. Just one. Just one right Capri Sun. I'm thirsty because I'm parched after. I'm thirsty for a quarter. People. I'm thirsty for a quarter cup of Kool Aid. So wait, did I get an answer out of you? A solid answer. Do you think Mark had this plan from the beginning, or do you think he was possessed? I think he had a plan. Really? Well, yeah, because actually the gas gauge thing, right? But that could have just been him there's trying like to keep a, them there for filmmaking. There's a million... I I think that he just... I think that he just was... I think it was just 
that was his plan. I want to believe your thing now where he just wanted to make a good doc. Like he wanted to be a famous filmmaker by any means. That's what, but here, I, that's he my get, thing is, is that I'm, I, I'm so sad. Ray, I'm so sad. If only I you just, and Raymond Wood had gotten together in a room I just with a cup wanted of coffee. That, I just wanted that one little moment. And, and like, uh, there's a possibility that Ray is listening. And right now, if he's still He's like, listening, well, I fucking couldn't do that because what you don't know. Yeah, he's sitting in a room <laughs> fucking screaming at me, telling me I'm an idiot. And I get it. I totally understand. And But he also, it, it could have been something that is on the cutting room floor that's like they had it. Yeah. And then they too. put it in and he was True. like, ah, it's not working. And he took it out. And that would suck. Because now he's got some asshole sitting in a fucking kitchen telling him his movie is shitty. <laughs> but I That's did think, thing, though, I, think it missed, I think it missed the mark on that where it yeah. just missed it just missed that little bit where it was a couple things could have it was that couple of things where it was could I could you like oh I wish there was just this little because then it really would have felt like whether he was possessed whether it was a cult whether it was whatever if he had said. Something along the lines of I want to be a I want to be a famous filmmaker. Right. It would just would have given stakes and reasoning as to why he would do it. I mean, he and definitely would expresses at that at the beginning, but like, not to what you're saying, where it's like, oh, I'll do anything, you know. Yeah, that moment that's like, if he had just had a moment where it was like, oh, if I was given one wish, it would be this. Yeah. Then it would be like, oh my god, like he did, he he's gone to this length, whether it's real or not, he mm-hmm. went to this length to try and be a big famous movie star, and then you could take it the route that's like. In your head, you can take it the route when the movie ends. It's like he either, either this movie was never supposed to be seen, and now he's gonna be a famous director, yeah. or he's a psychopath, and this movie is the thing that he thinks is gonna make him a famous director, right? That shows him murdering people in the woods. Um, then he can't handle the criticism after he puts it out. It's like I'll fucking kill all you. You don't know what you're talking about. People are like, first of all, this found footage, footage filmed by Mark. You remember the guy who did the anti-Christianity documentary four years ago? Well, his follow-up's a real piece of shit. Well, no, and that was the other thing, is that being somebody who has worked in documentary film, like, they talk about, he's got his first film, and it makes, it's it's actually nice to see a thing where it's like, it is that it's a, of a filmmaker in the sense that it's like, no, I made something, it did okay, but like, now I gotta do a follow-up. Yeah. Now I got to do my next thing. And I think that's interesting. But also what I think is funny about it is, is that then choosing the subject matter of. That's a weird. Yeah. They don't a, really talk about how he landed on good, this. It's not a good story because it's because it really is one of those things. It's like if there wasn't a cult. If there was if the devil doesn't show up and yeah. there wasn't a cult. It's a boring fucking documentary. Uh, you're done. And like, and I've watched, there's a, there's a show on Amazon right now that I cannot remember the name of, uh, Carnival I'll Row. Up, I'll look it up in a moment, but it's a, it's a cryptozoology series Okay. where this group of people, um, who are, who are like, they've made videos on a bunch of different stuff, whether it's Bigfoot or whatever. And they go down because there is a lore that in the, in the Appalachian mountains, there's uh, a syst- there's a system of tunnels like caves that run throughout it, and that there are um, hill people. No, there's like gremlins. Oh, not gremlins. It's um something like gremlins uh, that live in they they. It's just a species of a thing. It lives in the tunnels and uh and people don't know they exist because mm-hmm. they live underground, and that. 
and this group of people, and it's a real documentary series. They go to the, they go all over these towns. They talk to different people. They like much like this movie does, and yeah. they go and try and find them. Guess what? They find nothing. And so, like, the entire thing is, like, building up to nothing. There's no payoff. There's no payoff. Mm. And so, if you didn't have a cult, if you didn't have a thing at the end of this, if you were actually making this documentary, I can tell you right now, there's no payoff. Yeah. You're not going to find anything. There's nothing out there. You're not going to be the first person to truly capture a supernatural phenomenon on a thing. It's not going to happen. But you could still spook yourself out, though. Absolutely. If I was involved in this shoot, I'd be Do like, I got how RV. many TV shows and movies there are that are ghost hunters, that <laughs> are celebrity ghost hunters, that are. Do you remember that H or not HBO? Uh, do you remember that MTV show? Dude, that Fear? one was. I feel like maybe the best. It seemed the most authentic. It seemed really shit. It didn't seem like you know help was right around the corner. It seemed like a bunch of young twenty somethings set loose in an abandoned building for the night. Oh fuck and yeah! That was it. No, no, I think that's it. This is my thing. Listen, if you fall into broken glass, like I think that's, I think that's exactly what was it. I think that there were a million things they were doing to fuck with those oh, people. Oh yeah, it's probably people spread. You got producers, like, you got different stuff that are like that are like, hey, make that noise. Hey, make this yeah. other noise. We only gave them a battery that was. Did you make sure that their battery, that their flashlight was going to stop working? Like that shit exists mm-hmm. in all of those shows. I could have never done that show. And then and then they get out there and they're like and like the fear is fucking real because the reality is is that the dark is very scary. The dark is always going to be scary. One of my favorite shots in this movie and they did it a couple times where they really let a scene sit even if there wasn't anything going on. It might have just been someone's reaction to something or it might have just been people standing around or just someone literally putting down a camera and now we just see what the camera sees, which is yeah. just foilage for like 30 seconds. But my there favorite... Were, there were a couple moments, well, the, just to mention about that, mm-hmm. where because I was fucking around my phone because I was bored. Yeah. And there were moments in the movie where I was playing my game and I was just listening and nothing was happening and I thought that the movie turned off. Oh, well, it I cuts to up. black a few times. Well, no, but like I looked up to look at the screen to be like, is mm-hmm. this still? And I was like yeah. looking for the controller to see if something had happened to my internet when it came back to doing things. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's going to happen from earlier in the podcast with your big pause that you cut out that no one's going to know what I'm talking <laughs> about. He paused really long, everybody. Uh, no, but as far as these long <laughs> letting it sit parts go, there's one point where I believe it is Ace runs away after they initially get freaked out at midnight in the thing. And he's hiding under a desk and he turns off the light. And again, it's very it was very easy to tell on my new big beautiful television, but it's just shades of black. Shades of black, but you could still make out the view yeah. from under the desk and you could still make out a, someone coming like Apparently a I don't have as good of a TV as you. Uh, were you watching on your phone? I literally thought no. of when I was watching I was like, if no. you watch this on your phone, you can't see shit. It no. just looks like a black screen. I was watching it on my TV, but I did. you have a better TV. I have a brand new TV that I'm very happy about. Mine's like six years old. What if I watched it on a your TV and I was like, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a piece of shit technologist. That would be amazing. Um, but in this shot, he really lets it sit for a long time. And you see Cloaked Figure come and the, they just stand there. And all you're seeing is like the bottom... 12 inches of their feet or whatever you know what i mean up to Uh their shin um but the tension oh my god i was so drawn in i was really sitting there like feeling tense this movie hit me this movie hit me it made me feel things not like in some like oh my god way but like it got me i felt scared at moments worst fucking part i'll say 
I enjoyed how it started. In worst as in it, as in it was bad or worst no, like scary. Wor- worst as in like once the movie ends, they start playing that probably a generic version of like a Latin mass. It's for the song is it for uh-huh. a, a death mass. I hate that shit. I can't hear that music, especially <laughs> especially after watching Satanic Rituals, Cloaked Figures. I was like, turn this shit off immediately. But so I loved that. Literally, that's the last. Well, thing. you also did. Did you? Did you grow up Catholic? I grew up Catholic, but our masses weren't like Latin masses or anything like that. Were you like, were you like, st- was your family like staunch Catholic or like? We were Irish Catholic, so like we no, would know, go every like week. That, okay. um, we weren't praying the rosary. When, when I went you home didn't do to, that. You didn't do when that. I went home to visit my grandmother, uh, I only got to meet her the one or two times, but she was still praying, and I had to pray the rosary in a, like a 1970s set Irish cottage living room Jesus. sitting there praying for like 40 minutes as like, a, as like a seven-year-old being like, what the fuck is this all about? That's, I, I will say this is that, did you have a, did you have a stronger fear because of the Satan stuff based on, based on like your previous like life experience so. of religious stuff? I don't think so. Like I'm not per se afraid of like the devil or like, you know, feeling the devil's hand on my, yeah. but in terms of the occult, the yeah. occult will still creep me out. That's sort of like the, the idea that dark forces are around us and can be bent towards our will that, that, which I guess is the devil, but it's a lot more tangible yeah. than like, almost like religion in general, where it's like, do I believe in like a dude in a white beard? No. But I do think that there's probably something out there that's more mm-hmm. powerful than I am. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, which is also why at the end, if the devil did walk in with like horns and a fucking weird body and it was red, I'd be like, Hellboy, is that you? Oh man, I would oh, love man. it if Hellboy was. Hellboy this shows up with a cigar. If Hellboy showed up with a cigar and at the very end it was just like, so what are you doing out here? <laughs> just Ron Perlman. And then and then they have Abe. Is walks he in and he's like he's a fish and he's like and he's like it seems that they're doing a <laughs> this seems to be a satanic this ritual. seems to be a satanic ritual hellboy oh, i hope they did not finish it you oh, did no. oh no they seem to have finished it <laughs> that that really would have that would have done it for me i would have been so happy and then everybody looks at the camera <laughs> and then it all comes out and it's Mulder and scully <laughs> They're like, this is the most expensive, cheapest crossover that's yeah. ever been applied. Uh, also at the beginning, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I fucking loved it. And if it was, you know what? It would have been more aligned with your idea that, like, I want to be a famous filmmaker. Yeah. And the shot at the end is literally him being like, well, now I got my end shot. Yeah. Is that when you start this movie on Netflix, it says screener copy, do not duplicate. Yeah. That's fucking. I don't know if that's a mistake or not, but it added no, to my that's experience. No, that's a hundred percent in the movie. It's in the movie. This is a found footagey movie that is supposed to be found footage that got cut together. Is it though? That's, I know it's definitely it in defi- the realm. It's it's right in the realm. I feel like if a found footage movie doesn't explicitly be like when almost says, break the fourth when wall, when it of says what screener we copy and, and stuff like that, I a hundred percent think that's what they were doing. It's I love Blair that. Witch style, like. Did they do that? I, don't, I never saw Blair Witch, to be honest with you. I was very young. You should watch it. I should watch it. If you liked this, you'll really like Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say, though? I'm sorry. Just, well, I, I that is hilarious to me, the idea that Mark kills his friends because he does want to make it. He still wa- he wants to make this movie, possessed or not. He's got the cameras he rolling. He really wants to make this he movie. He really wants to make this movie. So he kills his friends. He 
says goodbye to his occult friends. He goes back to the RV and he cuts it together. And at the very end, he goes, well, I better put that screener copy warning at the front. I don't, I don't want, want somebody be, to copy this. I don't want to get rejected from film festivals. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be, I want to know if somebody pirated it. He's a stickler for rules. Uh, yeah, he really is. I I will say this is is that so one of the first movies that I ever made when I was in uh, junior year of high school we had to make a <coughs> we had to make uh, we got to make a movie like we had a bunch of stuff we had to make throughout the year and then the last thing we got to do was just make a movie um, and me and my friend John who was also in the class with us, got all of our friends together, and we weren't allowed... I wanted to make an action movie. I wanted to make some kind of war movie or something, mm-hmm. but we, were, we weren't allowed to use guns. That okay. was like a stipulation of the, the school and all that stuff. Yeah, Can't use guns. And the workaround that I found with it was that we made the exact same... We made almost the same movie I would have made with guns, but with paintball guns. <laughs> and, it, and, the, and the joke of it was, it's paintball guns. Yeah. It's always paintball guns. They're playing paintball. Everybody who gets hit acts like they die and then they sit up and they're like nah, I'm, out. I'm out and then they leave and that was part of the bit the movie's not very good it was pretty good but it's not like for for a for a sophomore in high school Raymond Wood is gonna search this out yeah, <laughs> and he's fucking torture your ass man me. <laughs> uh, which I'd go for it man um, but we made this movie and one of the things that happened with it was I was so into making movies and it was like winter so it was like nobody wanted to be in the woods. It was freezing cold outside. And I was dragging all of my friends and everybody I knew out to the woods to make this Really movie. appreciate this, guys. No, no, no. But I was like, really appreciate this. Yeah. But like literally by the end of the movie, everyone was referring to me as a director as Hitler. <laughs> Not even as a joke. It and was this like, is your first. They were like, yeah. you're awful. I'm like screaming at people because I'm like, we just got to get the shot. I got to get the shot. We got because I needed to make that movie so badly. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be good so badly. And one of the things that happened was was that the last day of shooting I couldn't be there for. And all they had to do was everybody got around a campfire. And I love how even up. now you're like, all they had to do, these stupid motherfuckers, all they had to do, I, no, s- no, no. I wrote it out, I set and it up. No, no, I did. I wrote it out. <laughs> I wrote it out. I set it up. I told them what they needed to do. They like plopped down the camp. It was freezing cold that day. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I understand why they got a shit shot. But they got like one shot. They didn't do multiple shots. They did like one shot. They did like one take. They all like sat down around this thing. They did a terrible take, and then they were like, we're getting the fuck out of here, and they left. And it was because I wasn't there to yeah. like to force Absolutely. them to keep doing it. And I remember hating that shot so much. And what <laughs> I will say is is that as a filmmaker, uh, I would have killed my friends in the woods you to get the movie that You I understood, wanted. Mark. I understood. Mark getting get sick it. and then being I like, get absolutely no. I would have I happily strapped three of my friends that were out there in the woods with me, and I would have fucking killed them. So that I could get a better movie. Or threatened them. I absolutely. I will fucking kill you. I would have pulled out an axe and been like, you motherfucker, get over there. Because you need to I fake your own death right now. I wanted to else. make that movie so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What? What's your. your we've talked about it forever. You're still on the side of yes. Oh, yeah. No, Love I'm on the side movie. of yes. I think this is. Especially, you know, what, we, what do we always say? It's under 90 minutes. Pretty yeah, painless gotcha. movie. I feel like it. The acting isn't amazing i especially honestly i feel like the weakest and uh, not to again these are <laughs> real working people so i'm not trying yeah to, but i feel like the weakest actor was mark um although in hindsight maybe his awkwardness was because he knew he was prepping for a bloodbath in the woods yeah i think that it uh, i th- 
<laughs> I don't want to be a dick, but like I think honestly, these guys all work together a usually, lot too. I've seen them; they were kind of a crew, you know. Usually, this this is what I would say with all the things that I've said and little like little problems that I've had, whatnot. I think that the thing that this movie was missing was foreshadowing. Interesting. I think I it didn't need to be heavy handed, but it did need to be there, and it wasn't. And that's the thing that really bothered me. Had there been the foreshadowing of I want to be a famous filmmaker, mm. had there been the foreshadowing of an axe, if there had been the foreshadowing yeah, of... Yeah, that too. The axe came out of nowhere. If if there had been the foreshadowing of like he had a schedule he needed to stick to and like or he like disappeared at some point and then came back and you're like, where the fuck did you go? And it's like, oh, I had to do whatever. And then it's foreshadowing of like he's off making other plans there was just no foreshadowing that anything was going to turn and become crazy other than this creepy priest guy and he's going to, you know... Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you for the most part. I think I think if uh, Raymond Wood were here, he would argue that his foreshadowing would probably have been the whole, you guys don't understand, I've dumped my entire life savings, all my credit into this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, my life is over if I don't... But that's not enough to murder your friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. $30,000 ain't enough to murder your friends. In my Do you opinion. think that Mark was David Crowhurst? I don't know who that is. He's the sailor from Deep Water. Oh, my God. He sunk his entire life savings into it, and then he went mad. Oh, I remember. And had to... I know. Yeah, but our listeners probably don't remember. Hey, it was our first episode. episode. It was our very one. first episode. And it's an interesting talk. It's, I a, recently... it's a very interesting movie. Yeah, it is. If you didn't like this, go watch Deep Water. Yeah. A good documentary. A great documentary. Um, do you have any crazy set stories? That's you know, I feel like this film kind of did do a good depiction of small film sets or like amateur film sets, dude. Down to the stonerish guy who's like, got to get that footy, bro. What do you? What you know? What I you know? What this reminded me of, and it made me uncomfortable. What? When, at certain points, when Mark is like, especially in the lead up to them getting there and stuff like that, there's little moments that he had that uh, that just they brought back very bad memories. I remember a of movie. Awful shoots. Yeah, I remember a very specific movie that I made, and by made I mean shot and then threw away. Um, there was a there was a movie. There were there were a couple. I'm gonna leave everybody's name out of this because I don't <laughs> I don't wanna be a dick. Yeah, I was in film school. It was between sophomore and junior year. Okay, and it, we were coming into the summer, and I had had a lighting class with these two guys and I was friends with them. I had had a couple classes throughout, like one of my had had like two classes with another one I had had the lighting class with and I had stored up a bunch of 16 millimeter footage from when I was making different stuff and I had asked other people for 16 millimeter footage and I had been saving up some money myself. I had like $2,500 that was from loan money and other things because I wanted to make a movie over the summer. I wanted to shoot it on film. I wanted to like make a fucking movie. And I talked to these guys and then they and they gave me a script and I was like, oh, I like this. It's a fun little script. Not fun, but like it was a weird script, but like it was just like a relationship mm-hmm. movie. And then we got actors together and we got the we like put it together as a movie. We're gonna make this movie. We shot the movie. Every possible thing that could ever go wrong went wrong. <laughs> I I didn't know what I was doing. I was producing, I had no idea what I was doing. There were people that just like flaked out on us, left, right, and center. 
um, I found out like halfway through the shoot that the guy who whose house we were in had not understood that we were going to be shooting in his room and like in his house. We were like moving shit around and he's like, oh, OK. Yeah. And then was like pissed off and I had to like have a whole other conversation with him. We had hired a guy to be an actor, but he had said, my car doesn't work very well. Can you guys drive me to and from set every day? And I said, and they said, yes. And then I, my director said, yes. And then I looked at him and I went, where does he live? Where does he live? Yeah, where does he live? Don't say yes until you know where he, you already said yes. And then he told me where he lived and he lived an hour and a half away from Chicago. I had to drive to him. You fucking did did that? I drove to get him. Then I drove him back every fucking day and you know what that was the that guy saved my life during that movie because i got to leave set at like 11 and drive an hour and a half out and talk to this guy and decompress yeah from my terrible fucking day and then turn around and drive all the way back by myself listening to music and i got to decompress from everything that was happening and then i would go back and i would sleep on this guy's floor because i didn't have a place to stay over the summer and then i would come back to set and every day was like 100 degrees out, and the food was awful, and everybody was pissed, yeah. and nothing was getting done right, and I was so angry at everybody. And but this guy, though, Shakespeare-level actor. Amazing. Like, worth no, every was, minute. This is the thing. He was awful, but <laughs> he was awful. Everybody was awful. But in that you moment- You can get an awful guy 15 minutes away. No, and then the, another thing that happened during the shoot was, was that our lead actor, I come in- from some from wherever I'm outside smoking I come inside he's sitting in the kitchen by himself crying I'm like what the fuck is this and I'm like are you okay and he won't stop crying for like 15 minutes just he won't answer you not saying anything can't handle anything that's happening I'm like what is going on are you okay and he finally gets out of himself that his best friend who was Israeli and was in Israel had died oh my god and he just found out and he needed to leave the next day at like 10 a.m. to to get on a flight to go to Israel. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I went, fuck. And then, and I had like five more, five or six more pages to shoot the next day with him. Yeah. And he was going to leave. And I was like, fuck. And I went outside and I talked to my people and I was like, we got to reorder all this different stuff. We got to shoot differently. We got to do this, that, and another. We ended up getting him out. But then what happened was, was that that guy... The next day, I drove him to the airport. Driving everybody everywhere. I'm driving everybody everywhere. <laughs> but I drove him to the airport, and when we're in the car, it's the last. We're finished the fucking movie. Uh-huh. We're done. The guy gets in the car. He sits. He's sitting down next to me, and I'm like, you know, this was, you know, this is terrible and really hard and blah blah blah. And he goes, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the script is really soft. It's not very good. Like it's the it's this derivative of this that and another. And it was the first time where it clicked into my head that the movie was going to be really really terrible. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a good movie from the page. Yeah. And it was never going to be a good movie. And I had just wasted... Your summer. my s- Not only, like, all this time, all this but money. I had wasted all this money and all this thing. And the only thing that I can say with it is, is that it taught me what producing was. Yeah. I learned more in that three and a half day span yep. than I did in most of college. And the reason why was just because fucking everything went wrong. Yeah, they say it in the movie that happens. And now I understand. Like when I when I put together stuff now, when I talk to different people, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like everything. Yeah. Everything will go wrong. Yeah. 
it's the same thing that's like even documentaries that I've made where it's like I was down in Florida we picked a location we had scouted the location it looked good it was it was by the water in Miami we finally get there to do it on the day and right behind where we are in the canal there's fucking in this big canal way that like huge ships come through there's three guys on jet skis <laughs> going back and forth jumping over the wake of boats that come by yeah and I'm like that's not good background. Uh, yeah. Like the audio. It's, a little, it's gonna be a little the distracting. Audio, it's like three motorcycles. Extreme are sports like, going on just, in the background. It's like I'm gonna kill myself. This is so terrible. Someone saying like about how their father died. You just see someone parachuting down in the background. Like yeah. I will say this is that the one unrealistic thing of this movie that I would find from being somebody who has made movies and everything goes wrong and you're putting a lot of weight on yourself to do it is that what uh, what is not realistic is that he would kill other people because uh, <laughs> I would kill myself. Kill yourself first. Much earlier. Yeah. I have a memory of... Um, if a I movie's going wrong, you want to kill yourself, not everybody else. My buddy Matt Murphy and his dad had worked in uh, the movie industry uh, for a while. And when I was in high school, him and my buddy Bobby were going to, I think Georgia, I think Atlanta, outside Atlanta, to shoot a movie for like six weeks during the summer. And... Yeah. Uh, I think I might have been invited and I couldn't go for like football or some fucking reason. But but they, Matt Murphy was just telling me, he's like, on a film set, it's awfully long hours. There's a lot of doing nothing. You don't get to sleep a lot, blah, blah, blah. People are anxious. He goes, but you get to make a movie and at the end there's a rap party. And in this situation, like we're going to get paid at the end of the summer and come home with like, a, you know, like 1200 bucks or something, which yeah. to a kid in high school is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, which is probably an awful rate, though, considering that they were away from their home work. Uh, yeah, that's awful. a terrible rate. And uh, and then you find out, though, like, I was so jealous, and they come back, and they're like, yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe I was better off no, just no, staying no, it's, around here. I, I shot, I was on a crew. I wasn't shooting. I was, part, I was a grip on a movie in Michigan in the middle of winter for a week. I was swing crew where they bring in extra people. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not a grip. I don't work in the camera department. Right. And I never have. And so the fact that they, my buddy called me, he was on the set. He was the fact really that he called help. me. I was like, I literally said to him, I was like, have you just run out of everybody? There's just nobody left. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, I'll come out. Like I'll make <laughs> the money. I don't care because I was getting paid. Like I got paid like two grand or something like that for right. a week's worth of work. It was good money. Hard work, especially at the time. Super hard work, and I was on the night crew, Oof. so we were shooting nights to a certain extent. But there was a there were like a lot of like I started work at six p.m. and I ended it at six or six to six or eight a.m. Yeah, because we were setting up stuff for the next day's shoot mm-hmm. all fucking night. And there was one day where it snowed like a foot, and then it was uphill to carry gear into <laughs> the house that we were shooting at, and I had to carry this gear all the way up the hill and up like, a snowy hill. But I think I'm I'm in that movie because they they were it was a horror movie and it was a serial killer and they needed a bunch of sequences of people getting killed mm-hmm. and so everybody on the crew was also just getting roped into being <laughs> like dead bodies <laughs> and so we were all coming up with ways that he could torture us yeah and so what I came up with was that I wanted him to uh, I wanted him to break my knee sideways yeah Ow. and so. We set it up. We like figured out how to do it, and uh, and we shot it, and it was without sound. 
and I'm like covered in blood and I'm handcuffed up. And then they did a separate shot where I, my pants were like on a C stand and like there was like a piece of wood or whatever inside. Yeah. And then he hit it with a fucking huge wrench and knocked it sideways and we weren't running any sound so people could make noises and talk while we were shooting. Everybody looked at the shot and went, oh, God. <laughs> it looked good. There's just something about a a joint oh, a going the wrong yeah. way mm-hmm. that is so unsettling. Yeah. But also, th- so that movie is on Amazon, and I have, I've never watched it, but I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what we were making, but this is not a good movie. That's something I hope people, if anyone finds this podcast, is... And there's some, there's some famous fucking people in that movie. Yeah? Lance Henriksen was in that movie. I don't know. I mean, I probably do He's know from. That. He was in Aliens. He oh, was in okay. Millennium. He was in, like, shit. Film industry is strange, and man. This one is of the like guys... One of the one of the lead actors from the show Charmed was in it. Listen, it was the whole thing. This movie is on Netflix. So is The Last Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like Netflix is yeah, cool no, for that. A, if nothing else, thing. I never, I would have never seen this fucking movie if not for Netflix. So uh, let's wrap this up. I'm gonna say stick with it. Raymond would keep up the good work. Keep your chin up. Uh, yeah, man. Good job. Keep going out there making stuff, Raymond. I hope I like. I hope I like the next one more. But I'd love to see it. <laughs> What? No, I mean that. I'm I not know, trying to be a dick. I know you do. It's I'm just trying like, to, it's I'm like trying a teacher. Say, it's like a teacher at like uh, parent teacher night. No, you made the thing grow as an artist and 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 push forward and make the next thing. I'm I, I have a hundred percent support behind you. I I I want you to go and make the next one and uh, and hopefully I'll I'll fall in love with that one. There we go. And once again, everybody, uh, check him out on his Instagram page. Follow him on Instagram. It is Raisin, spelled R-A-Y-Z-N. I fucking lost it. Go back to the earlier in the, <laughs> in the, the, the follow episode. Follow him on Instagram. Follow Dennis on things. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. Follow Dennis Netflix 37. Book Club everywhere. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Everybody say goodbye. 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 Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan.